It's been about two weeks since Nano finished. We've had plenty of time to reflect on our stories. How do they look in hindsight? Welcome to our Nano Reflection. For real this time. What's up, guys? It's Marissa, and my fun fact is I can't roller skate for the life of me. I really don't know how you guys do it. No. I have, like, roller skates that I got for Christmas, but Mm -hmm. I have a video of me, like, totally wiping out on them. (laughs) I can stay up for about, like, three seconds, and then I, like, wobble and fall over. Hello there. I'm Abby, and I wanted to be a paleontologist when I was four. Oh, that's funny. That's what we're doing in science. Science. Does it make you want to be a paleontologist? No, I decided I didn't want to be a paleontologist years ago when I, when I discovered that you had to work in uh, very hot conditions outside because that's usually where fossils are because they preserve well. And you know, I love dinosaurs, yeah. but I think it was science that made me realize no, I don't want to do anything near dinosaurs. Uh, hey, hey, it's Liberty, and my fun fact is back in first grade we made this game of tag called Mary Slide where only this one boy would try to kiss us down the slide. It just turned into normal tag we still called it mary slide it was pretty Mm -hmm. cool we didn't let any other kids join we're like no (laughs) no can't join it's called mary slide not normal tag losers now that we've had time to ponder over our novels what do we think of them i love that word ponder uh i had like five (laughs) (laughs) they were all my prides and joys for small amounts of time besides like one besides like one It was the story that I originally said that I might do, but I didn't have enough skill to write it. Yeah, turns out two weeks into Nano, I still didn't have the skills. Rello, looking at you. What are the five different stories you wrote or tried to write? Let's hear the the titles. Yeah, The Land of the Nine, popular one that I talked about for. That one I just kind of stopped. I don't really know why, because I just wanted to feel like I could do something new during Nano. I don't have an issue. That one stayed for like 100 and a lot pages. (laughs) So we have to scroll down a bit. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Okay. We're getting there. We're on like chapter 30, chapter 32. My chapters were short. Not really that short, but like shorter. Okay. I know we're in somewhere. Okay. Here we go. No happy endings. That stayed for about... I don't even remember writing that. Oh, yes, I do. That stayed for, like, a couple days during Thanksgiving break. I actually did like that story. It revolved around my life and, like, the future. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Okay, uh, a gear missing, which was, like, a day. It was, like, a day and a half of, me, of my writing because I got super bored. And then the land that we owe that finished it off, which I love. Octavia and Sydney are my besties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many pages did you end up with? Uh, Like through all five of your books. Okay, so what happened was, yeah, okay. So, like 165. Okay. Yay! Woo! And what I learned from it is how to type faster and (laughs) self-control. Okay, what about you? Which one of you wants to go next? I don't really care. Happy, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) So, like, uh, 
first I wrote like the first chapter of Queened and then I didn't like it. So I wrote a little bit of it again, but I didn't like that either. So I started writing um, The Clock Runs Down, which I talked about like once. Ooh-hoo. I don't know, I spent like a, a couple pages talking about the food on a shelf. And eventually I realized that I didn't have anything planned for it. So I went back to Queen and I skipped ahead several chapters. And then I just wrote that for, yeah, until the end. Thank goodness. Wowzer. Nice. Totally in at 156 pages. Y'all have like double space? Yeah. No. Okay, mine was single space. No, mine was like one point. One five, something like that. Mine was single spaced, I think. Single spaced, Marissa. Mm-hmm. How you doing, single spaced? Maybe, uh, maybe I think. No, That's one point one five. Yeah, that Never was mine too. But Times New Roman source code pro because I don't know. I wrote the same story the entire time. Nice. <laughs> Even though I got bored with it, sometimes I did it. How'd it go? Um, I think the first, like, few chapters, um, I was just kind of getting the feel of it, and, yeah, they're, I don't like them anymore, (laughs) (laughs) but, like, the last few chapters, like, last 20 or so chapters, probably, I like them. I love my first chapters whenever writing a book, because they show so much energy and passion for what I wrote. Mm-hmm. But like you can see where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Yeah. And just try to like make it up as I go. I ended up with a hundred and eighty one pages. What? But but what font size were you like writing in? Twelve. I had a lot of the little like are they called time spaces? Yeah, time I skips. Think. Like the, yeah. No, like the little dots in the middle. Yeah. I did a lot of those. <laughs> Time skips. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel just like in the middle of chapters. I feel like I enjoyed you know, more than the average person than in this classroom. Probably, I would agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would probably agree with that. <laughs> like I hated it on some days, but then like other days, I was like okay with it. What motivated it was y'all? weird. What were you guys with motivators for Nano? Getting to fifty thousand. I just wanted to be able to say that I could do it. Yeah, like the little bell sound when you hit the number of days typing or the word count goals on the Nano website. And the grade, that helped too. Mm-hmm. Oh, the grade, okay. Yeah, when are you grading those, Rolo? Grades never no- motivated me. My story never even motivated me. I don't even think doing this project motivated me. What motivated me, not even my word count motivated me. What motivated me is the boys that sat at the back table who were threatening to call me a hypocrite if I did not reach my goal. That's <laughs> that's what motivated me. Because I knew if I did not reach my goal, I would get a field day from them. So yeah, that's what motivated me, as stupid as it is. That's a pretty good motivator. Uh, I could say the same, Liberty. I tolerate, no, I like, like, three of them over there. Yes, but they motivated me. Mm-hmm. What could we have done better? I feel like uh, everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> probably everything. <laughs> that, yeah, it turns mm-hmm. into that. Um, I probably could have, no. I don't think there's anything I, because I accomplished it. 
I don't, we all accomplished yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like I did what I did and I got it done. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not mad at myself. What I am mad at myself is having to start a new story so much. So that's yeah. what I could have done better is trying to push through. But I let myself pass because I felt like if I, if I was trying for such a high goal and I stopped, then I would have never started again. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I could have done better with the word choices, but I get that at like after like the first or second chapter, I just like stopped caring and just started <laughs> writing. That, well, that's what Rilla wanted us to accomplish. So we had to figure out our word per hmm, per hour. Oh yes, which probably was the most annoying thing for probably like. I don't think the kids who wrote less got their very real scores because a lot of them were rounding out a thousand words because they're like, I wrote 10,000, but I spent nine hours. So my word counts like a thousand one hundred. Like that's not your real word count. It's not. It's really not because you need Mm -hmm. more information on it because that timer doesn't always time the correct things. It's true. Yeah. But for the most part, it does, because for the amount of hours we got in Rolo's room, for a lot of those, how much those kids wrote, it doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't add up at all, actually. Mm-hmm. So what was y'all's, like, words per hour? I was, like, 948. Yeah, around there. Abby? Uh, I feel like it would... Like, I, I, I think I did the math wrong when I calculated I did not convert the hours to minutes, which is what I should have done. I don't know. I do not know how to calculate that. I don't Neither do I. It's fine. So I think we take our word goal and then we divide it by 60. No, our word count and divide it by 60. Word count and divide it by 1,000. I know that. The I amount have. of hours we have, right? No. I yeah. have a little over 42,000 words and I had like around uh, 56, maybe, yeah. 56 hours. So, uh. Yeah, nine, no, we divide it by 60, don't we? Well, uh, what do we do? Is that 750? Okay. By, by how many hours we Oh, die? okay, so I did do it right. So 109. Okay, yeah. Mine was 917. <laughs> 909. About 750? Yeah. I can write 30, I can write 1,000 words in 30 minutes. I have literally made myself sit down and write 1,000 words in 30 minutes, and it did work out. But usually it took me about 30 minutes to write a thousand, an hour to write a thousand words. So you could see how much procrastinating I do. That's, <laughs> what, that's what that proves. Nice. Oh, by the way, that Butcher versus Swamp Fox thing. That I was we, weird. I didn't have to do it. Nice. Because the principal wasn't in there. Mm. Rollo, you should have seen it. He's, <laughs> why are we talking about this? That's rather random, and uh, I think we might need to move on now. Looks like that's it for the first segment. We'll see you again soon. Have you ever wanted to not feel alone in an empty room? Meet your new set of judgment eyes. Squiggly and... Fumpatinkle. And appearance. Fine, bold specimen. A perfect rotund creature. 
Hello, Squiggle and Fumpatinkle. Welcome back to Rollo's Writing Room. In this segment, we'll be talking about how Nano has affected us. I got the flu. <laughs> Liberty. Yeah, I got sick from working too hard. <laughs> so I got the flu. That's not how flu works. Yes, it is. <laughs> no. Yeah, it is. My immune system was low. Then I got the flu. Also, Your immune I was, system has nothing to do with that. I was also that. cheering right next I'm to Cadence, who I'm pretty sure was sick. <laughs> yeah, that also happened, and I think Cadence also gave me the flu. Okay. Um, yeah, no, did it make you sick? It just contributed to it. Um, what did we realize about writing during Nano? It's hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Way harder. Offers deserve way more credit than they're given. The novel is not going to write itself. Yeah, nope. <laughs> no. I don't see the point for planning novels. I get, I don't, for the people who are freaking planners, don't y'all get, like, bored? No. <laughs> just sit down not and really. write. Nope. Just sit down, write your story, fix it later. I don't see the point in, like, trying to plan everything out. Just let it flow like a freaking waterfall. Let it ride. Let it flow. Let it run down. Uh, I discovered that mud can be used to get many things done. Mud? mud? Yeah, like my characters just slip on mud all the time. And it just drives the plot forward, and I do not know why. Oh, I actually used mud to drive the plot forward in uh, the Land of the Nine. It was quite helpful, actually. They used this camouflage. Yeah, I did not use mud at all. <laughs> Mud didn't come up in my story. It didn't, Marissa. No. What? <laughs> Is there anything else that like didn't make sense, but you still used it to drive the plot forward? Oh, a tornado! I used that. It didn't make any a sense tornado. at all. But <laughs> look, you know, it's fine. Chase. Dun, 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 it doesn't make dun, any sense whatsoever, but that's okay because it's futuristic, so nothing does have to make sense. I'm a tornado, and it was all like a simulation right marissa mm-hmm. you know this song yeah i know <laughs> i'm talking though liberty but like basically they were like almost to there and then like a tornado came and they like somehow ended back like where they started i don't even what? i don't know is it like the wizard of oz no they were just like running away from it i don't know and then they ended up back where they started that was just because i needed to buy myself some time yeah, didn't make sense, but I, I didn't think I've ever bought time when it came to writing. Well, no, I've no, because I like to move the plot forward as fast as freaking possible. Just get it done and get it done decently well. As long as it was okay writing, I moved forward. I think I like only removed writing like one time. It was like three hundred words, but then I fixed it. Mm-hmm. Rolo would be mad at me, but Rolo's not in here. <laughs> He's going to hear this later. <laughs> Sorry, Rolo. Not be. Um, <laughs> Do y'all learn any life lessons about yourself? <laughs> I can type more than I thought I could. Nice. Me too. My words per minute went up. I can type faster than I normally did. But I still can't type very fast looking off of something than typing it. Mm-hmm. It has to be for my own brain cells, which... I guess is the definition of writing stories, but <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get the point here, and copying is plagiarism. Yeah. Something else we can talk about. Um, um, 
life lessons. I learned that you need to have a lot more self-control for writing because just getting up <laughs> during Thanksgiving break and saying, write, is a lot harder because I would stare at my computer for 30 minutes, type like 100 words, sigh, get on my phone, mm-hmm. then throw my phone to stop getting on my phone, pound out like 200. It took like mm-hmm. way longer than That's what up. I did. Yeah. It was stupid. Mm-hmm. Because I would, like, go up around, like, one every day. And I'd be like, okay, I'm going to write. And my mom would be like, okay. And I would go up there. And I would, like, sit on my computer and, like, write 100 words or something like that. And then I'd be like, oh, where is this going? And then I'd watch random stuff on my phone for, like, half an hour. <laughs> and then I'd be like, you have to stop. Yeah, I would throw my phone a lot. I would, like... I would, like, stay up until 12 writing, and then, like, when it hit 12, I'd be like, oh, look, that's all the writing for today. Like, literally getting as many words as I can until the last second. Mm. That's an interesting thought process. Mm-hmm. I like it, though. It's smart. It's mm-hmm. like, I'll stop at 12. I think I tried to stop by 11, but it turned into always stopping around 1 to 12 in the morning during mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And then... I was barely ever on track with my writing. Like, never. <laughs> like, when I was, it was really relaxing, but I wasn't. That's the thing. It was mm-hmm. always catch-up, and catch-up became really annoying. Yeah. It was, it, like, it follows you. It haunts you down. I don't care. I, to, if you were, like, a nano writer in this class, if you actually got to your nano goal, you would know how it feels to play freaking catch-up. It's the most, it's the worst game to play during nano. I hate catch-up. It was so awful. And the, probably why I didn't like nano so much is because I was always playing catch-up. <laughs> but I liked when I wasn't, and it was relaxing. Yeah. So, everyone, just say uh, on top of your word count. Everyone out there listening yeah. to this. If you're ever going to do it, stay on uh, top of it. It's not worth it to fall behind. <laughs> no, don't do Stupidly it. Stupidly not worth it to fall behind. Just I don't. write those extra, like, 300 words. Just You'll get it done. I don't care do if you're it. tired. Your favorite show can wait. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, your sleep Throw your wait. phone across the room. Yeah. Your novel baby needs you. <laughs> it does. That should mm-hmm. be, like, a freaking ringtone. Your novel baby reads you. Needs you. Oh. <laughs> I'm a little tired. <laughs> you read the novel, baby. I did read my novel, baby. Novels, babies. <laughs> novel uh, babies. Plural. Anything else we want to talk about? Why are they here? Oh. You know, like, stay away. Wait, like. It's 7.32. So should we introduce um, your little friends? Or do you have something to talk about? Okay. So. During December 1st, I think we all walked in, and Rolo had these two little creepy freaking vintage elves, but they're like balls. They're like Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, like elf balls, and Rolo advised me not to touch them. He advised all of us not to touch <laughs> them. Did we listen? No. no. <laughs> he said they were tracked in listening devices, but like... I mm-mm. picked them both up, put them under my arms, and carried them around with me for all of ELA. Yep. And then I did that the next day. And then the day after that, it turned into every single day. And now, since I'm out of a college course, so no more first period, I carry them around <laughs> during that time, too. They're my besties. Y'all can't see them, but they look like Mr. Claus and Mrs. Claus. One has amazing eyebrows. 
Yeah, his eyebrows are thick oh, yes. and fluffy and white. They look like caterpillars. <laughs> they do look like caterpillars. And then the other one has like this bonnet. Yeah, it, like, it makes it look like a strawberry. It looks like a strawberry bonnet, but it's a Christmas bonnet. Yeah. Makes it look like a strawberry, though. And they just stare at you with their cold, mm-hmm. dead, surprisingly realistic eyes. Yeah, yeah they're really surprising. <laughs> Mrs. Claus has, like, green eyes, and Mr. Claus has, like, hazel. Yellow-orange sort of thing. Yeah, he's a little weird. You're a little weird, aren't you? Boop. Boop. I'm booping its nose. <laughs> and they've been sitting with us, recording the podcast along with us. Yeah. Yeah, they're my, I love them. The em. entire time. I love them. Okay. I, I carry them around with me everywhere. Okay, that's all for today. My Mr. Claus and Mrs. Claus say bye-bye. I say goodbye. We say goodbye. Bye-bye. Oh, right. Happy holidays, and Rolo's writing room will be back next year. I mean, that sounds weird. But it's technically true. It is technically true. Bye. 2023. See you Woo. later. <laughs> Welcome back to Squiggler Wisdom with your host, Squiggler. Today's guest is Fumpertingel. Say hi, Fumpertingel. How have you been, Fumpertingel? I've been doing just fine, squiggly, and I was not the one on the street last night eating Pop-Tarts as I cried listening to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Wasn't me, squiggly. Hello, and welcome back to Sage Wisdom with your host, Sage, and extra guest star, Abby. Hi, Abby. Hello. Today is the 10th episode of Rolo's Writing Room, and I have somehow forgot my socks in a locker room. I was scared of them getting wet. But anyways, like I said before, today is the 10th episode of Rolo's Writing Room, and as a special, we have the director of the Young Writers Program, Mariah Brennan. How you doing, Mariah? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing just fine. I'm really psyched to interview you. I think this is really cool. So super cool too. <laughs> so as the director of the Young Writers Program, if I could speak, what does the job ask of you or what are some of the complications with it? Sure. So I started as the director of the Young Writers Program and then a couple of years ago I actually became co director of all the NanoRimo programs. Oh what? And now since I know. Shut twist. <laughs> um <laughs> That's how you know I'm a writer because I'm doing it as a as a you know like a, a twist <laughs> a plot, plot twist. I'm now the director of all NaNoWriMo programs because the other co-director left. So, oh. um, but I still do a lot with the Young Writers Program because that's where I started, and I used to teach middle school. So I feel very I have a special place in my heart for young writers. I taught seventh grade, so oh. much less than you. <laughs> seventh grade was a time for me. I, when I interviewed Rolo, I was like, I, a lot of the questions were about teaching careers and all that. And I do think it was really smart just to go from like teaching younger children to helping younger children write and accomplish NaNoWriMo. I think that was a really cool transition and like idea. (laughs) 
So Abby, so I thought it was very oh. cool too. Yeah, that is, yeah. You asked me like what challenges, so I can speak just to the Young Writers Program. So one particular challenge is people come to writing with all different skill levels and interests mm-hmm. and experiences, especially when you consider that in the Young Writers Program, some of the people we're trying to help write a novel are six years old and some are 16. Six uh, did you say difference- six years old? I did. So we have kids in elementary school who what? do our program. Yeah. Not as many as middle school. We Most of our participants, about two-thirds, are in the grades like seven through nine. Yeah. So like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 are the ages that are maybe our sweet spot. But we do have people spread out throughout all of those age ranges. Wow. And so trying to think, you know, how can I help a six-year-old and inspire them to write and to meet a goal? And then what does that look like when now it's a senior in high school who's trying to write a novel? I also think that's a really cool part of the program because, you know, you can come with whatever English skills and, and experience you have and still, you know, set a goal that works for you and try to meet it. That's crazy. So like, I feel like I feel like if I did start NaNoWriMo like really early on, it would have been a good starting point because I would have already had like, even if I was like seven and I wrote about a magical unicorn monkey, like it still would have given me a baseline idea of the experience of NaNoWriMo <laughs> for the future. Yeah. I so, mean, I kind of wish I'd even gotten it in like eighth grade. Like, yeah. Like you. But for me, I didn't realize until I was an adult that to write a novel, all you really have to do is like, try to write a novel <laughs> I mean yeah it's just the dedication which whew, it's rough so yeah a lot of my questions were actually pointed more towards the um young writers program but given the fact that you're directing sure. all NaNoWriMo things yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah sorry Rolo is realizing <laughs> now but what what are some differences in that you've seen with the regular NaNoWriMo and the Young Writers Program? Like, are there's like some fun little facts, you know? Sure. Fun little facts. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if they're fun little facts. They're just like... Statistics. I, I that, yeah. I, the, the, the big difference that, that our like NaNoWriMo program in general, it's not exactly the adult program because you can participate if you're 13 or older if you want to join the website. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, the ages like our age range there where we have a lot of people are like 25 to 34 um, so definitely older than the young writers program (laughs) on that site it's still kind of like the og challenge in november where you have to write or the goal is to write fifty thousand words of a first draft of a novel and so one thing that i think is like really cool about the young writers program in comparison to that is that you can set your own goal that's really based on like what you can achieve and we celebrate it all equally. Like if you wrote 1000 words and that was your goal, like you win. And if you write a hundred thousand words and that was your goal, then you win. Okay. So it's, it's a lot more approachable. I like that a lot, but there's a lot of similarities too. That's how, that's how it was tied, you know, transitioned when, from one to the other. When I like looked up, cause I was kind of curious to see what people around the world were doing for NaNoWriMo and so I looked up on, like, some social media is just NaNoWriMo. And the mo- cool. like, the biggest demographic I saw was either teachers posting about their students accomplishing NaNoWriMo or adults talking about, I'm on my third day and I've hit 100,000 words. And it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is not what I was looking for. So that also transitions into the idea of the forums that I only discovered, like, immediately after NaNoWriMo ended. I think that is a very cool concept. Really? That's great. I think, I, the young writer one specifically well I did not like I found that afterwards and I just I think that's really helpful because like 
I don't know. It's easy to ask questions. It's easy to just be like, hey, I don't, I'm lost. What plot twist should I add? <laughs> yeah. There, it's, it's a little bit of like an anachronism in that, like, who has forms anymore? <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember forms from when I was a teenager online. Some forms are older than me, so. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely believe that. Um, so it's a little strange, but the more I do with them, the more I think it's kind of cool because it's like, not like um, other social media that is kind of all focused on you and your posts, and it's more about a community talking to each other yeah. in, a, in a space where everyone is interested in, in writing, which I think is pretty neat I, it's still like a useful concept it's not lost in the 90s <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yay. um yeah it's cool to see people finding their people there too like people who you know love writing and don't have friends in person who like it as much and then they can find people who they connect with yeah so abby do you have any oh yeah so like we were rollers class was sent like stickers and little writers emergency packs yes. and books so like how many of those do you send out to kids yeah. participate in NaNoWriMo we send those out I think the number currently is 1,500 classrooms Whoa! Um, <laughs> yeah and we used to be able to do more so we're a nonprofit, which means that we make money like we sell things we get people donate money and we pay our staff and we pay like like I'm not doing this for free and we run things cost money yeah. but instead of the money going to profit like a business owner who's using it for themselves, the money we raise, we all, we all use it to support like our programs. So we use that money to make those classroom kits or to pay staff to design more programs for people. So it all goes back to the community, which is cool. That's so and we sick. used to be able to get out a whole bunch more classroom kits that we've had to drop that in recent history because yeah, we used to send out, I think 2000 or something. That's crazy. But we have around 5,000 classrooms, I think every year who participate. That is crazy. And if you're in- oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, when, like, I, I'd heard that Rolo did NaNoWriMo specifically in the gifted class, and I had been in the gifted class for, like, a few years beforehand, so I, like, kind of was like, oh, I'm excited for this, and I always <laughs> thought it was such a foreign concept, like, what even is this? Who is even, who even, what is this? And the fact that you've, you know that over, like, 2,000 classrooms alone are doing that, like, what? Yeah, more, actually, so that's more? the people who ordered the classroom set. But it's about, we, we say, like, about 5,000 classrooms participate. About, and if you're interested oh. in numbers, this year, if you did NaNoWriMo, you were doing it alongside, hold on, let me pull up a real number for you. Gonna, right. I wasn't going to make it up, but I was going to just, like, kind of guess. But I can actually <laughs> just put up our numbers for this year because I was keeping track of them. I'll give you both. Because, like, whether or not you're participating on YWP or on NaNoWriMo, like, you were doing it with all these people. Yeah. So, NaNoWriMo, 127,974 people had a project going. Just, had this, a NaNoWriMo goal. Is this on the Young Writers Program alone? That's on the, the main site. Yeah. And then on the Young Writers site, we had, we had about 50,000 projects going for November. So, in total, like, so 170,000. Wow. Yeah, a lot. A total of, yeah, about 170,000 projects. So it's like, that's that's 170,000 novels going just to November. That and is, we have, you know, people with us year round, so there's more. But just, yeah, can you imagine that? That's like. That is bonkers. Like, <laughs> my mom was, um, she was talking about how she went to the library and she had some of her favorite books and she was looking at them and she was like, like half of these were made in NaNoWriMo and I didn't even know. <laughs> And that's crazy to me. Like, some of the 
best things you could read are just like they were helped through the process of NaNoWriMo and that's I think that's really useful and I think it's a very helpful con like con I keep saying concept yeah helpful thing so we list some of our like we have some really famous ones right like um we used to say water for elephants the night circus Binder by Marissa Meyer but then there's even more that we don't know about so uh, uh, like I could just list names but it gets kind of boring <laughs> um but I do think it's really cool that when you're writing a novel in November to know that you're not just doing it as a classroom project, right? Like you are. It's but like a you're communal. Also, yeah. Communal? And you could yeah. potentially like do what those authors do, right? Like if you stick with your novel and you revise it and you, you know, keep working on it, you could publish it too. It's not, it's not rocket science. We do. Novel science. In class, we did we had a sales pitch, basically, and we had to have a summary and a log line. Am I forgetting words here? Synopsis. <laughs> Synopsis. And then we had to query letter. And I pronounce it like King George the Third in Hamilton every time. Query. Mm -hmm. But anyways. <laughs> so we had to do that. And that obviously it gives the general idea of pitching it. And that's such a, oh my gosh, what? I feel like the idea of pitching, like not pitching, publishing a novel is so crazy. Have you ever, have you, you've published a novel? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have not published a novel yet. Mm. I have a novel that I've worked on for about four years, and it's very, very close to it. So my next step for this novel is to do one final pass of, of edits. I worked okay. with an editor to help. Uh, I'm going to do one more pass of edits, and then my next step is to query agents. So I'll have to do exactly what you did, which is write a query letter, write a log line, research agents, start reaching out. I have, you know, some friends who have agents, so I'll ask them for help, you know, stuff like that. But I do have several short stories published in various places. Um, and that took several years of work, actually, too. You know, I had to write the stories, revise them a bunch, submit them a million times until they finally were accepted. Writing is like a lot of rejection over and over. Yeah. <laughs> but now that they're there, when I reach out to agents, I can say that I've been published in, in other places so that maybe they're more likely to take a look at my novel. Yeah, I think that is a very smart way to approach that. A lot of times when I am interviewing people, I ask them about the novels that they wrote in NaNoWriMo and general summaries and synopses of it. <laughs> but it says here that you, you've written several beautiful, messy novels. So <laughs> I can ask you about those. So what, which is your favorite that you have worked on throughout the years? Oh, my God. So I, I only won NaNoWriMo once, and wow. it was in 2012. And I wrote a novel for that that I, I helped me learn how to write novels and be a writer, but I don't want to go back to it. <laughs> it's real messy. <laughs> um, the novel that I've been working on for like four years is maybe my favorite because it's every year you, every year you practice, you get better. So since this is my most recent one, this I feel like is my best one. And, and I'm excited to, to send it off into the world and see if it can be read. Can we give um, a, a sneak peek of what it's about? Yeah. So what can I tell you? So I have no, I have a terror. I don't have a log line. I really need to work on this. So it always takes me forever to describe it. So it's, it's about two twin sisters, one who's born with microcephaly, which, which can cause developmental stability. Mm -hmm. um, and they're born in the early 1900s in the Midwest. And they grow up. I mean, it's kind, of, it's kind of set when they're, see what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of set when they're, when they're teenagers. And the, the options for a disabled person in the early 1900s were, were like really, really limited. Yeah. So this is also the time when eugenics is becoming more and more of a thing. So people saying like, you know, if you're disabled, if you're undesirable, you know, we should sterilize you. We should 
put you in a, like an asylum, cut off from the rest of the world. Like this, these people shouldn't exist anymore. And so it's about um, this other twin sister who doesn't have a disability running away with the twin sister with a disability to work in a circus sideshow. Oh, because sideshows were like a place where like that were pretty exploitative, you know, like you could be in a sideshow if you were a different race or if you had a disability. It and was, so you're kind of like it was a freak. Definitely but, wrong. Yeah. It was just, it was. Yeah. I like it because it's like kind of a, it's not that it's not wrong, it's, but it's also like when you're faced with a situation. So this, this, teen, this teenager, one of the twins is like, okay, my sister, I can either take care of her alone for the rest of my life or she can be sent to an asylum or we can try to work and live together and make a living as part of this like circus sideshow. So when there's no good options, then, then I think the story gets interesting because it's like, what does this person do and how does she? So the story, the novel is like about kind of caregiving and disability and also circus because my husband used to work for the circus. So I had, oh. I like, I don't know, I like circuses. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, it said um, in your bio it was part of a two-person street circus in Europe. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. You're really <laughs> digging deep in my bio. Yeah, so I did a little bit of circus, too. So I think that the takeaway from that is, like, when you know a lot about a subject, it can be fun to, like, kind of write more into that, that world. So I was excited to, like, use a little bit of my circus knowledge. Yeah. Okay, so we are hitting the stopping point of Sage Wisdom. But before I go, is there any final words of knowledge you would like to? Okay, I don't have any words of knowledge. <laughs> but I would be interested if you, like, what would you, if you were trying to convince someone to do NaNoWriMo, what would you say? Ooh, ooh, I'm getting interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd probably just say it's a great way for even in the future, if you're doing NaNoWriMo again, you need to have a starting point because I will definitely next year, I'm going to do NaNoWriMo again and I'm going to work based off what I have now. And so I think starting now is the best way to have a finished project in the future, I guess, if cool. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. What about Abby? Abby. Oh, uh, it helps you like find your limits and stretch them. Yeah. Wow. And learn about Thank yourself. You it's very nice. <laughs> learn about yourself thank you all right well thank you so much for taking yes taking the time to be here you're very professional i'm sorry to interrupt you i'm less professional <laughs> it's okay you're only the second test interview i've ever done in my life that's crazy anyways um so that is all for me bye-bye everybody say bye-bye abby <laughs> bye. you say bye-bye and mariah you can say bye-bye now okay bye 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 Rolo's Writing Room is a production of the 8th grade advanced English class at River Valley in beautiful Caledonia, Ohio, starring Abby, Marissa, Liberty, and Sage. With special guest Mariah Brennan, director of NaNoWriMo itself, jingle by Haven, music by Keith Whitty, and artwork by Sage. We would also like to thank our lovely teacher Rolo and the staff at River Valley for making this possible. Also, of course, our dads for taking us here every morning, bright and early. See you next time. <laughs>